it happened to me, really. Here's a check for half a million dollars. And I had no idea what an engineer was, like how was I going to get the app. So then that led me at least to like go and find out people who can help me with that mm-hmm. stuff. Welcome to Startup Gym, a show about the hard work, coaches, and community that go into building a company. Our startup gym is Science Inc., an incubator and venture studio in Los Angeles, California. On this episode, we'll hear from Tiffany Hakimianpour, founder and CEO of Handstand, an app that makes it easy to book a personal trainer that comes to you. We talk about wellness, getting started, and Handstand's partnership with Reebok. Let's get into it. To start things off, I usually like to ask, as the founder of a company, you you wear a lot of hats and you're known for doing a lot of different things. You're known by some as the founder of this company, but by others, you're known as having other responsibilities. How do you like to introduce yourself? Oh, I don't, uh, I don't think my job is who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like to not say it at all, um, just so I can get people's takes on fitness, health, wellness, sure. um, without having that cloud their, you know, judgment or anything. But, um, I, I really like to live, I really like to live apart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like be in the moment. So if I'm at work, the boss, I guess. Um, but if I'm like at home or if I'm with friends, I'm just, I'm like their friend. Um, or you know what I mean? Sure. Um, well, as I was reading a bunch of articles to kind of get ready for this and learn more about handstand, I obviously you're the CEO of handstand. That's one way that you're Mm -hmm. introduced in a lot of these articles. And one way that the company handstand is introduced is as the Spotify of health and wellness. How do you like to introduce handstand? Yeah, you know, like the Uber of or the Spotify of, it's kind of like a combination. Mm -hmm. I guess we just like take different things from different companies and integrate it if it makes sense um, or come up with something new that we want. Um, I really think it's just, you know, the health in the palm of your hands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's whether you want to book a trainer or get like an expert um, to help you kind of set a more, you know, goal or routine for yourself, um, to accomplish, you know, whether it be like physical or, you know, go through a mental block and try like yoga, um, or you want to watch videos or listen to audios and soon like go on retreats and kind of just integrating health and wellness in your life. What's best suited and recommended for you is kind of, um, what the health in the palm of your hands means where it's like, you're the driver really. And so there's a lot of things just ready for you all in this, you know, one app. So it's a little bit more organized and um, accessible, convenient, affordable. And so that's where the variety and the recommendations of Spotify come. Mm-hmm. And then the convenience, I think, and affordability of Uber. So that's kind of how I... So I, I download the app. I open the app for the first time. I go through the process. What do I see? Once I'm in there, yeah. what do I see? What do I do? Yeah, it's actually changing in a couple of weeks, but oh. you'll, um, it's kind of staying the same and in, in a way it'll just look a little bit different where you're kind of guided to let us know, um, if you want to let us know kind of like this injuries checklist, which could include anything from, you know, lower back pain to stomach issues or different feelings. And so that we can recommend, um, different things for you. Um, we don't ask your height. We don't ask your weight. I think it's a symptom of something else. I don't really think that's the, um, point of fitness, which is a little bit, uh, of a new paradigm. I think that we're trying to usher in 
um, where sometimes physical symptoms are just manifestations of other things going on in your life. But I think through fitness, you can, you know, rid yourself of, of those things. You can take your mind off of it. You can move through it. Um, and so that's kind of where handstand, um, started and is where it's kind of, um, evolving and kind of growing as I think the world is starting to move in that direction too. So you talk about the impact of fitness. How has fitness changed your life? Yeah. Um, you know, I started swimming when I was in sixth grade and it was something I think that was extremely challenging for me, but it's something that I, I always need challenge. And so I fell in love with it and I kept swimming, uh, swimming until I made, um, varsity in ninth grade, um, swam on the swim team for four years, you know, then kept it up when I was at, uh, USC, not swimming, but just Fight fitness. On. Yes. That was Fight on. Um, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, you know, and at USC I stopped like swimming, but then I started to jump into other types of fitness and just, I loved trying all of it cause it was all new. And that was the, I think that was the constant in my life always. And then when I graduated and got a job with all of the overwhelming, um, work and time schedules and things like that, fitness was taken away from me for a little bit. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out during these five months what it was that I just, I hated my life. I couldn't figure it out. And it was, it was, I didn't realize since sixth grade, I always had this fitness constant. Um, and so I actually quit and created handstand. You quit Um, your job and I, I, well, yeah, I went to go get a trainer. I was super out of shape. And I think the trainer really, I mean, came back and showed me how much I was missing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I had been like an athlete. I didn't need like a trainer, I thought, but I really did to like, you know, kind of get me back on track and also, you know, get my body back on track, make me like, he made me feel a little bit stronger. So then after that, actually I went to a startup and then I quit my job, but it was because of, you know, kind of building strength sometimes physically helps you emotionally build it also. And so I didn't need like a therapist. I didn't need, you know, mental health. I didn't need any of these things. I think I needed just someone to help me physically get stronger and maybe like emotionally follow, you know, my heart more. And so really that's what we're Mm -hmm. trying to bring to handstand. But it was, um, you know, fitness has always been huge in my life, which is kind of hard now because fitness is also my job, (laughs) but it's also need to get away from it. But I can't help thinking of my job whenever I'm doing it. So I'm trying to get my mm-hmm. mind off of it. So I just actually just try new things so I can focus. Like when you're boxing, you can't really think of anything except right. you might get hit. So do a lot of that. <laughs> you started this company out of necessity because you wanted you wanted something like this to exist out in the world, given your own journey and yes. fitness and what you were looking for. And because the process of hiring a trainer was, sure. oh, skip over yeah. that. That was uh, expensive and flexible. And But I mean, ironically, you went from, oh, I just don't have time to find a trainer to now I don't have time because I'm starting a company. I'm sure. Oh my God. It's yeah. kind of ironic starting was, a company because you wanted to save almost, time. Yeah. It's almost like the freshman 15. Also people <laughs> like, you know, because they don't make time for wellness, but like I had to, but I also had to build right. it. So it was like a... I mean, I used my company yeah. from day one, so that was. People always ask, "Do you use your company?" I'm like, "Yeah." Of I mean, of, yeah, I mean, not only because, it. yeah, it's like I actually need it so much now. Right. So it's great. That said, though, how much of building this company came from understanding that it was a good business decision? Like, how much of it was you saw the opportunity, given your own experience with trying to find a trainer, versus you just wanted it to exist out in the world? Oh, actually, I. 
more so planned it out as a business wise. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, I studied, I studied, studied kind of like strategic management and, um, businesses at USC. Right. And, um, kind of, I remember like looking at case studies and identifying where businesses typically failed or where, you know, they went well and started to grow and kind of expanding and everything. And so when I took this, um, when I thought of this, you know, idea, I bounced it I d- off, you know, every trainer I knew from every mm-hmm. studio, even, even that trainer I had, I, I was at a tech startup that was a marketplace. So then I put together like a financial plan, put together like a 26 page business plan, a deck. And it was all because of, you know, Marshall and taught me so much. And I, and I really tried to look at, from every point of view, even the, this could not work. This part could not work. This part could possibly not work. But, um, I think, I think then I decided, okay, let me go with it because it looks like this is what's Mm -hmm. coming. What are some of the big things you learned? I've heard you say before that your advice to young entrepreneurs is just go, just go get started early on. What are some of the big key takeaways you had when you were just getting started? Yeah. What I mean with just getting started is if you're thinking of the idea and I think people like tell people, Oh my God, this would be a really cool idea for an app or this would be a really cool idea. Well, well, okay. Then get started on researching it instead of just talking about it. You know, then make a deck. People taught me, told me all the time, Oh my God, I was thinking about starting something like handstand like six months ago, but it never, but like, so I just got started on it. It took mm-hmm. me, I think three weeks to get to science. But, but what, um, what do you think takes you from like, I have this idea to I got started? Right. I think outlining and, um, I think I'm really unfortunately good at zooming out and making, uh, something seem very simple to do, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But I think if I know that I want to start handstand, I know I need trainers on one side. I know I need customers on one and need an app in the middle. And so customers have to be able to pay through the app and book a trainer and the trainer has to be able to accept it and go there. And then that's, that's it. And then it just has to grow and expand. See, it sounds really simple. Um, I can make it even simpler, sadly, but, um, then I think you just, you know, you to do list it and you start to see what you need. And, you know, I think even pretending like, okay, great. So here's, it happened to me really, here's a check for half a million dollars. And I had no idea what an engineer was, like how was I going to get the app? So then that led me at least to like go and find out people who can help me with that mm-hmm. stuff. And then yeah, so what you was just helpful find out. in that process of finding specifically engineers? Um, well, first I actually, um, so when I was writing my plan and doing all of those things simultaneously, I went and I got like a MVP made so I could f- visually see it. Um, because there wasn't something at this time where you can book a, like a special person and then like everything that I envisioned wasn't there. So I got like a clickable prototype made and then we just needed kind of code behind it. So again, my engineering person was missing. And, um, you know, I talked to a bunch of people and I reached out to everyone under the moon, investors, mm-hmm. networking events. And then I saw science online and, um, I emailed Mike and I showed him my, you know, landing page that I had started to collect, you know, trainers and clients. Um, and like, you know, kind of say it's coming soon. I had no idea where it was. I mean, I didn't have it. Um, and mm-hmm. then he told me to come in and it was, you know, I told him everything I needed. I was like, I can do everything except, um, code. So <laughs> I'm going to need help there. And, um, you know, we kind of went back and forth. I spoke with James and, um, we got started. And so they connected cool. me with the engineer here. And so that's, that's how I came got to it. science. Okay, cool. So it was that kind of incubator startup studio model that really helped you get off the ground. Oh, absolutely. I learned, it was like, I wish, I mean, college was awesome and I loved USC more than, I didn't like school until I got to USC, but I felt like this was like, 
my MBA school sure. almost, but like for tech, but I learned so I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be doing anything with handstand or I, without being here. Um, cool. it's, it was huge. Well, if this is a school you've in some sense graduated cause you're not yeah. in the building anymore, you've got your own <laughs> office and yeah. your own team and you've moved out. What was that process like of like actually getting oh your own office God. that's handstand <laughs> space. If Mike listens to this, he can tell you how true it is, or L or Lance. So I, um, <laughs> I went to, I went to, so I think we were like always just trying to find more space within science when I think when I deep down knew that we like should leave and I just didn't want to do it. Um, so I went, raised a little bit more money and then I, and then I, um, you know, sent an email and um, got a lot of, you know, people saying, no, don't go. And then I went into Mike's room and then I started crying like a child, like a one-year-old. You can ask him. I was like bawling. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, we're leaving. And like, oh. I was going nuts and he started like laughing and he was so sweet and hugging me. And then I started like hugging Lance and I was just like crying like a, like I've never cried before. And then um, we left, but like, I mean, we were two blocks down <laughs> on Main Street. Sure. Um, <laughs> was, that a mo- was that a moment of like... I was just so... S- Validation just, for you, though, I, to actually, you know, have your company yeah. in your own office. Yeah, no, it was it was it was really good. Just because I I um and my and my team as well, we were just I thought we were so comfortable, and I think that that um that's not good. Um, and I think I'm really good at you know putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Sure. But from that, I think you adapt and you learn a lot more things. And I think we had we had you know I think we'd been here for like two two years, and I had taken so much from it and I needed to just go and go to work and we needed a little bit more space mm-hmm. and to how big is the team now um probably with tech included we're less than 17 cool. people but um nice. yeah the tech team is is really important in growing and so is our business sure. team and the trainers I mean we have 8,000 trainers across the right. US so <laughs> it's wow. kind of like our 8, team 8,000 trainers yeah how do you how do you pick your trainers Oh my God, it's been the longest process since the beginning. And we, I think a little bit, sometimes just make it longer, maybe more efficient, but, um, it's super important. Like, as I said, in the beginning, it was, it's almost like this therapist friend person you could just spend an hour with and they're focused on you mm-hmm. helping you. So we want to make sure that they're all supportive. So they go through a, you know, a long process by downloading, you know, the handstand trainer team app and they, they upload all their certs and everything, but more so I think the personality is what we're looking for. Um, and of course, like the experience and, you know, their specialties and things like that. Um, is there an in-person element to when you bring trainers on board? Yeah. You know, when we are here, we met every single trainer. I mean, they've, I think a hundred of them have been to my house. They like built the trainer app themselves, um, because they know best. Um, but, um, yeah, now it's like, we do a lot of Skype video, everything that we can. Um, hopefully after the A, we can have people on the ground in different markets. Uh, I'm still, I mean, keep a super close connection with them. I think our trainer communities, I mean, not only one of like the largest and curated, but I think um, it's so much tighter than people think until they start using the app and then they realize like, whoa, it's like a family. Right. Um, and I know, tra- I mean, from all over from Texas, Boston, New York, and every time I travel, I see them. I just came back from seeing a bunch of ones in Boston. What is unique to building a fitness company? Um, hmm. What's, I've never built any company, but I think, (laughs) (laughs) but I think what's unique is that I, uh, the word fitness has, I think changed so much. And, um, I don't really, I don't really like that word. Um, as I've said before, um, 
I think in other interviews, just because it's so much more than that. It's not just, you know, like work out and then like leave. I think people really need to love their mm-hmm. workout so they never really like work out because it has mm-hmm. such a bad connotation to it. So does trainer. Sure. It's not um, fun. It's not something that you really like. It's more like so, wellness. Yeah, I really like the world of wellness. I really, in the beginning, even here when I started, really like the world lifestyle, the word mm-hmm. lifestyle, um, just because it should be something that you like to do every day. It shouldn't be something that you like have to remind yourself on your calendar. You should be um, dying to do it. And I think if you haven't like found what you like really love to do, the, um, there is that there is that kind kind of like issue. Sure. Um, so we just kind of want to make, I want to like remove the stigma and kind of introduce it where it's something like, if you really like to do that as a workout, then just do that and it, you're fine. And if there's mm-hmm. something like that's not working or sticking, it's, pr- it's probably not right. Mm-hmm. It should probably change. And so here to kind of introduce that like new, hopefully outlook. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it definitely seems like you're dealing with something that is very personal for your users, you know? Yes. Users of, you know, some other apps or maybe they interact with the app every now and then or, you know, they maybe buy some in-app purchases or their experience with that app is on their phone. With your app, their experience is very personal and about their wellness. What are some memorable reviews or success stories that you've gotten from your users that make you smile? Oh my God, I save these in my phone actually. (laughs) Um, It keeps me kind of happy and going. Um, One was like, I mean, by this, I think this girl who lives like in Hollywood. Um, but she was like, nothing in the world has ever worked for me except your app. And I'm so happy that you made it. Um, so that really, really was super sweet. And I, and I know it was because I know it was because of the trainer. Um, because I also know the trainer and she's so positive and uplifting. And that girl just really, I think just needed to connect with someone and just like throw all her worries and be encouraged and be loved. And, um, you know, I think through different trainers, she found that. And there was, you know, this one guy in Boston too who said, I think you saved me from a heart attack. My doctor was telling uh-huh. me I'm so overweight. I know that was the biggest, I think it's on my Instagram because it meant so much to me. But, um, I think again, it's just the, the trainer supporting and, you know, kind of just dumping, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't figure out this fitness wellness thing for yourself. Someone else is a professional. They devote their lives to this. So I think if you just, ask for help, you know, book that trainer, you know, watch those videos, whatever helps you commit. Um, they could really help change your life. Um, and so all these reviews like are amazing. Um, you mentioned something there that I want to touch on, which is your user in Boston. Uh, you recently had some news about Boston with handstands. Oh yes. Could you, what happened? So actually, so one of our, um, investors or marketing partners, Reebok is there, but, um, we just signed like a deal with the W hotels and W Boston was kind of the first one to launch where when you stay at the W you have, um, fitness classes, um, available to you put on by handstand in the W for free. Um, you know, they'll hand you a calendar upon check-in. It's also in your room. And it's just the point of when we travel kind of our bodies and everything, our systems go like, you know, off track We're we're waking up, we're not in our home. We could be uncomfortable. So kind of keeping that constant is great. And so we have sessions, um, every single day at the W so guests can, you know, just go down to the second floor, 
um, go to the travel reboot class or, you know, there's boxing, there's yoga, there's, there's all types for all types of people. And so, you know, the trainers also there can book you personal sessions. You can do it yourself. Can, um, you just want to be with the user wherever they travel. I think kind of keeping this, um, piece of home with you is great. And, and we've seen so many of our users do it, you know, users in LA and then, you know, they go to Chicago and then they book a trainer who's similar to their one in LA. Um, you know, and they often ask us like, oh, I'm traveling here. Um, are you guys open there? But, you know, we're still growing slow, but, um, it's so great to have, it's so, it's so great to be asked that question and people wanting it to be, you know, a handstand trainer because they know they're reliable and like they're comfortable and they're supportive and they're great. So, the with the W, um, hotels and that, and that one in Boston, we kind of did, um, that launch with, um, with a few other, um, female founders of wellness companies. So why, why for the W why do this? What's the incentive for them? You know, I think, um, health is like coming, how I said too, like to the forefront. And I think there's, you know, buzz about health hotels launching and, you know, I think staying relevant and growing and changing, like with the world is super important to keep companies up. Um, and so for us, it's great exposure and it's great offline exposure since we're, you know, a, you know, an app, um, and for them, it's really great to be able to offer this amenity, you know, to keep their customers, you know, bouncing from their one W Boston hotel to another W New York because, you know, no need to go and find studios or anything. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it just comes with my stay and it's, um, you know, when people have memberships and things back at home, they feel bad to like, you know, maybe spend more. And so you don't have to here. It's, it's, it's here for you. And what about Reebok? Are they, they're involved with? Oh yeah. It's kind of like this, uh three talking wrong thing it's um so the so we're backed by Reebok sponsored so mm-hmm. they kind of did that introduction and um actually when you're staying there you also can rent um workout apparel and gear um keep all the socks and everything like that but you know you can rent shoes for five dollars um and a whole outfit and then when you're done kind of sweating in it you can just put it in the bag and the w will take it away um so it's kind of like you know you have the location you have the gear and then here's the workout um and we've all just come together to offer this to people you know wherever they go that's awesome it's awesome yeah. to have those partnerships oh so yeah it's, you, it's awesome. you're a first time solo founder yeah. building this company that you kind of like fell back into because out of necessity, mm-hmm. one day you're building and you get the phone call that this group wants to invest in is Reebok. What are you feeling in that moment? Oh, yeah. Um, I at that moment was, um, so, you know, so tired and, um, (laughs) alone and, um, rejected from, you know, almost like probably 80 venture capitalists, um, you know, 24, you know, female founder, young, you know, maybe don't understand me. Um, and then, so, you know, Reebok was almost like the saving grace and, um, you know, I've also was approached by a few other huge like fitness giants Mm -hmm. in the space, but there was just something so special about them. Um, we got on the phone and it was, and it was quick, you know, then they flew out here, um, met them, did a handstand workout on the beach and, um, we kind of shared our ideas and how we thought and they just aligned so well that I couldn't even think of anything else. And I mean, I was, I was so ecstatic, but, um, you know, couldn't help, but also keep like a, you know, this didn't happen 80 other times, um, but this is, but this is different. It's a corporate company. And so, you know, when we made that happen too, I was so, um, happy. I 
I just couldn't believe it. And, um, it was, it was huge. It was just, it's, it's already a different path that I was going on with building a company that, you know, young and without experience. And then also being almost like rejected by investors. I was like, okay, great. Another path again. And so, you know, this, this partner, this partner, you know, they ended up, I mean, we're so close. They're on our Slack. Like they're, I mean, they're like our team are like an extension of, um, and so, yeah, no, it was awesome. We we're just learning, um, working with bigger companies to mm-hmm. kind of um, help us rise, like the W also. Awesome. So I was just on International Women's Day. I was on Reebok.com. Cool. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. Um, so that was super exciting. So it's super nice to be um, honored for doing something that's um, normally male-dominated, but I, I really like competition. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did you ever expect to be an entrepreneur? Actually, funny question. So my friends always thought that I would be because after I started it, they were like, of of course you started a company and of course it's in fitness. Like this was so, that's so you. Um, but actually when I was, um, at the business school, um, at USC, I, there was an entrepreneurship school and I always thought that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> First of all, I thought it was weird that there was an entrepreneurship school. Like how do you teach entrepreneurship? I, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, um, I thought it was weird that people would want to forge an unknown path, which haha happened to me. Um, and my graduation sash, um, you know, the year that uh, Steve Jobs passed away was the year I graduated and I dedicated my sash to him. And on the back of it says hungry and foolish. Mm. Um, like stay the stay hungry, stay foolish, right. Stanford speech. Um, and so, no, I actually, I did not think this was in me. Um, but after, you know, I was like a serial intern and um, that's, that's not really like real because you're, you know, it's a just limited, a temporary amount of time. And then when I got like a career, when I graduated, I mean, I was, I was suffocating, I was depressed and it was like five months and I quit and I just couldn't. And I went back to this tech startup, um, that I helped grow when I was a senior at USC and the investor was like, I told you, you can't last there. <laughs> and, um, it's so weird that I didn't know, I didn't know myself, right. but other people around me were like, of course you're going to start a company. Of course you can't be at a court. Like, and I just didn't get it hmm. until I experienced it. Do you think that that is something that's natural in entrepreneurs or like if I, maybe I am someone who could have a career, if I have a great idea and I want to build it, am I, you know? Um, you know, I think the question's asked a lot and I always try to like listen to people's answers, but I think for myself, what I, what I think is, um, there's, I think there are some people with, um, a, a different type of drive. Um, and I think that is innate. I think there's a, a type of a, uh, opinionated person. And I don't even, I almost don't know how to spot it, but after I talk for a little bit with some people, um, I, you know, you can, you can sense it, but I think it doesn't mean that the other people can't start a company. I think maybe then they just, there's someone else maybe that's, um, needed to come and like balance it out. If the person is not open to changing themselves or not adaptable or, or just, um, will take on any challenge just to, you know, clear it away and to keep moving, which is a really resilience, really hard thing to do. Um, and if they, I think, haven't done it before in another, in another area of their life. It's, it's so, it's so difficult. It's crazy. I think it's, I do think that it's innate. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, you can have other people come and help and contribute. Yeah. Or I think, well, really, I think maybe you're born to create, it doesn't have to be like a company, but it could be just like marketing message. Maybe you're mm-hmm. built to, to do that or to smart, like a start, like a small, like maybe jewelry company. I'm not fit to do that. 
But if I really, like if it lives in your heart, I think you really could do it. Um, but you can't mm, force someone to do something. Um, they have to know themselves Mm -hmm. almost. So it's really, it's a really tricky question. Yes. Who are some mentors who have contributed to your journey so far? Oh my God. So many, um, first few that come to mind. And then also, uh, not specifically mentors, but just leaders that you admire. Oh, you could take yes. both approaches. Yes. So um, James was probably the first person I bounced my um, first deck off that like understood what I was trying to do. Uh, same goes for Mike. Um, they've both been like almost and Peter like parents mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I uh, anyone who's kind of played devil's ad- advocate with me really, I feel like in in a way that they're trying to help has always been a mentor. Um, you know, a lot of my Right now, I have a lot of like you know angel investors and things like that, and um, they've helped. So, um, so all of them. Sure. And, and then what about um, just out in public founders and oh, leaders I, that inspire oh, you? Um, I love TED Talks. So actually, also Oprah, I love. Okay. But I've loved her ever since I was in sixth grade, and I did kind of an autobiography. I mean, I did a biography on her. Autobiography um, on no, Oprah. No, Interesting. Biography. <laughs> I read her autobiography. Sure. Um, so loved her. I love Steve Jobs. I love watching like his videos. I think he was really original, and um, I think he had new ideas and was able to push them through. So sometimes um, when I feel like my ideas are super, maybe a little bit out there, I just look at how he pushed them through, hmm. and he was. He's super inspirational. Um, no, he's gone. Um, I really love watching any TED Talk. I really like Brene Brown. She's um, kind of a researcher on people. So I love that just because um, we're trying to connect with people through an app, which is like hard and also like through people. But it's it's really hard to convey a message on a large scale and kind of implement it in the way that you um, see it. So anything TED Talks, I love, you know, the, the, I love listening to the founders or reading, um, about the founders of Airbnb, um, love following different tech companies, um, especially ones that I admire. Spotify is really fun to follow. Um, I love music, everything. So it's five years from now. What does Handstand, the app and the company look like? Where would you like to see it grow to? No, everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't know if I hope in five years we can start being international, but um, really I'm looking forward to building this foundation and then growing it. Um, you know, ever since I started, people have been reaching out from, not kidding, Russia, Brazil, um, India, Germany, London, everywhere. And like they're, I mean, people are great. I don't know how they even find it. And they just want to kind of, I think, open, they all want to open handstand there, which is awesome, but you know, can't go there too far. So hopefully in five years we can kind of have this, you know, handbook of how we open different and launch different cities, whether that's like starting with the W and going out from there. And so I really hope to, um, I really hope handstand is, uh, much better known than Mm -hmm. what we are now since it's still kind of year three. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what it's going to be like. <laughs> so let's let's scale back that time frame. In one year, what are your goals for Handstand? But then I'll also add, what are your goals personally? Um, for Handstand in a year, well, I want this new foundation to come, um, and I hope our you know our growth, you know, I hope we grow a lot. Um, you know, um, I hope the team grows, the tech grows. I think uh, I want to be a little bit more systematic and organized, and What's a little the bit most more stable. Important? 
Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. What's the most important metric for you in terms of growth? Is it users? Is it trainers? For me, it's um, <clears throat> retention um, because acquisition, getting someone to try something is fine. But if you can't, I think, retain them, I don't think you can really build a business. Um, and so I've been really focusing on retention, even though sometimes I think people do it the other way and focus on acquisition and then see like, oh my God, what is the problem? Maybe the user is the problem. But the user is not the problem. The user is, there are users always right. Um, I think your your company may be the problem. And I think that if you really dig deep, um, you know, for whatever company or person, um, I think you can find out through the customers that are the most loyal, um, what it is that they like, why it is that they like, it um, and the people who also don't and what don't they like about it Um, and then fix it from there and then once you have that kind of retention and you have like your business plan and the model and the retention then I think going to acquire the users really that's where you can be a stable you know standalone company Um, so that's your handstand goal for the year what's your personal goal? goal My personal goal is to be a little bit more authoritative maybe stronger (laughs) um, seeming I don't know I don't know um, I'm really, um, mushy and like emotional <laughs> and like, um, touchy and connected. And, and, um, I don't know how to be like, um, I'm either like one or the other. And I really just want to balance it and be like, um, I don't want to like think about like, oh, should I be like this or should I, I just want it to like, I, you know what I mean? Um, is that just a matter of the, being the, conscious the, of that? Or is there, is there a way you can kind of like develop that? I don't know. I, I, I feel like in, I feel like it's an issue maybe like in the office hmm. um, where sometimes like I understand maybe that something is difficult. So um, I won't like push hard for it, even though I really want to push hard for it. Um, so just kind of, you know, taking maybe more of a firm ground and um, being a little bit more authoritative with, you know, it's just it's just learning, I think, my, my team well. Mm-hmm. Um and being a little bit more, you know, because inside I'm like hyper driven, like in a year and a half, I built this company by myself in a corner and didn't complain. I didn't say anything. So um, letting go almost is probably what I'm trying to say, like sure. um, letting go and just being like strict about it. Okay. You know what I mean? So like yeah. trusting, but like, because it's my, you know, child and I was used to doing, yeah. I mean, from the beginning, I dreamt it up and I brought it all to life myself and not doing any of it is so difficult. I'm like a really big doer. I like really like to work. Um, but, um, I think, I think now I'm just settling into almost like a new role and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> so hopefully being more comfortable not easy. in that. Founder yeah. role is definitely not easy. Yeah. So right. let's scale it back even further and just broadly, what any new exciting news you can share about handstand coming up in the immediate future? Um, yeah, I what should think, we look out for? Um, I think look out in maybe like the end of March or beginning of April for, I mean, definitely a new look in everything, but also like more, um, offerings that stem again from this amazing trainer instructor base that we have. So, you know, from them producing, you know, podcasts or audios, um, videos, retreats, in-person sessions, um, boot camps kind of they put on or like different workouts, you know, different offerings, um, and, uh, retreats, things like that. But, um, I mean, recommendations, I think really cool rewards programs with a lot of our partners, um, you know, um, kind of don't want to say any new partners, but hopefully some more <laughs> partners coming cool. soon that will just like add to the experience, um, and make it more, 
hmm, make it more exciting. I think what I'm really excited for is like the, it's kind of like the Spotify of it, but um, really just looking at the data and um, like, you know, kind of, I really want to integrate kind of like a mood-ish health meter. Hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I just want to figure out a way how to track it without um, numbers being the focus because mm-hmm. they're not our focus. Um Cool. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Well, we'll definitely be looking out for that. Yes. Uh, sounds exciting. Anything else you want to plug here at the end? The app, website, anything? Social? Oh yeah, you can download Handstand, um, iOS or Android. Um, if you're a client, um, just type in Handstand Workouts on Demand. We'll pop up. It's green. <laughs> or if you're a trainer and want to apply um, the Handstand Trainer Team app, iOS or Android, and it's actually really helpful. I've, I've never heard someone on a podcast say like the app is green, although oh. that's like literally the most <laughs> yes. helpful thing. Well, yeah. as I'm scrolling through, I'm like, yeah, I don't know which one it is. Oh, it's the got, green one. Yeah, I got used to that's it funny. a lot because our trainers would download our client app and uh, whew, just like although now you realize, <laughs> yes, now, now you realize like, you can never change your color. color? Yeah, you've yes. said it publicly. Oh, I don't. Can do never not, change the color. I would never change the green, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would cool. never change the green. But yes, so download okay. handstand. Handstand and go to handstandapp.com and it'll direct you there also. Awesome. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you. Thanks again to Tiffany Hakimianpour for a great conversation. I appreciated her openness in discussing some of the challenges of being a founder and really enjoyed the success stories she shared about some of Handstand's users. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation too. If you did, we'd love it if you'd share this episode and leave a rating for this podcast. My name's Laz, at Laz Alberto on Twitter if you have any feedback. Thanks for listening. That was really good.